Hey folks, as of midnight June 12, 2023, SAG-AFTRA is on strike, joining the already striking WGA on the picket lines. Yep, the AMPTP refuses to give a fair deal to not only the writers, but now the actors. No actors, no writers. The ding-dongs like Bob Iger and David Zaslav think you can just make shows and movies with computers instead of trained professionals. The AMPTP want to starve SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. They want them to lose their homes. They want to destroy the unions, their bank accounts, can continue to swell. See, all CEOs, all capitalists, all corporate whores, not just in Hollywood, but on Main Street and Wall Street too, they hate unions. And you're going to be hearing stuff out of the strike and you're going to be thinking to yourself, uh-huh, that sounds like my industry, my job. Oh, it sounds like that because it's the same. Actors, writers, truck drivers, electricians, they're all workers. We are all workers. And we're all entitled to the fruits of our labor. The bosses think that they're entitled to it. They're not. This is a historic work stoppage. The Actors Union and the Writers Union haven't been on strike together since 1960. That industry-wide shutdown created the residual payment system so that actors, writers, and directors could finally participate in the profits that their hard work continued to generate for the studios through reruns. Stuff like that. Back then, television was pretty new and labor knew that they would get hosed by the bosses with new technology so to get a fair deal they went on strike sound familiar it should streaming residuals new tech generative ai new tech the bosses are looking to hose the workers again and also the audience people always joke oh hollywood hasn't made anything good in the last 10 years anyway so who cares bullshit Without unions, everything that you watch would look like the trash student films that JP and I made in college. Hey, d hold on. The Killers was the bomb. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But everything else. Yeah, okay. Unions are your friend. In Hollywood, on Main Street, at school, at the factory. The CEOs are not. They'd replace you in a fucking second with a robot or a computer or one of those, like, naughty drinking bird things, like in the that Simpsons episode. They do that without a second thought about your kid's dinner or your mortgage or your health insurance. Yeah, you want to automate everything? Fine. Give us universal health care. Give us universal basic income. Give us free college. Give us government subsidized housing. No? Don't want to do that? Then give the workers a fair deal, you greedy jagoffs. Well, hey, you know what? Give labor a fair deal and then do all that other shit anyways. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, if you can support not only the Striking Guild members, but the other film and TV pros who are affected, pass along a gift at entertainmentcommunityfund.org. Solidarity forever. Workers of the world unite. Hey, uh, do you know who the SAG president was in 1960? Uh, who? Uh, known union hero, Ronald Reagan. Motherfucker! Fucker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good old union-busting Ronnie Reagan. Yeah, that's what he's known for. Yeah, oh, man. You know, he used to be a liberal Democrat back in the day, back when he was SAG president. And then somewhere along the line, the corporations got to his brain, and then it all... Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm J.P. Russell, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who still wants Voltron for Christmas, Adam Busher. 
Uh, I am an 80s kid, and that means my formative childhood years were actually the early 90s. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, we got a pretty exciting email the other day, didn't we? We certainly did there, JP. Podbean informed us that we have now reached over 10,000 downloads on Mm, mm, the podcast. mm, mm, So mm, thank mm. you to everyone who has listened and supported. I do need to kind of give that a little caveat because I'm not sure if we're actually at a full 10,000 because like I know I download us on Stitcher and Podbean Mm -hmm. and Spotify and I think you do something similar. Yeah, I do the same thing. I listen to each of our episodes on each of the podcatchers to make sure that they've uploaded correctly and so yeah, so you know, every given episode is probably five from me, five from you. There's all those computers at the library that's I subscribe to us. Um, While you were on the work trip, you helped some new fans out there. Yeah, all of our interpreters, I took their government-issued phones and subscribed (laughs) us. Um, Actually, if you you remove all of our guests that are also uh, listening, let's see, I'm going to run some numbers here. We're actually at seven downloads. Yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah. seven. And, and I read something yeah. in the fine print on Podbean's uh, website that uh, international listeners, there, there's an exchange rate just like with money. So like a download in uh, Scandinavia, for instance, is really like three downloads here in America. So oh. even that seven might be a little inflated thanks to our international audience, both in uh, Sweden and Australia. Today we're talking <laughs> about fire and water. <laughs> The 12th episode of season two and the 34th episode of Lost overall are centric characters. Everyone's third favorite member of Drive Shaft, Charlie Pace. <laughs> Fire and Water takes place on the 54th through 56th days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam. Yes. Do you have a recap? I certainly do. Let's hear it. Speak my name and you shall be healed. <laughs> On the island, local infant Aaron Littleton is burdened with the weight of original sin in the middle of what I believe started as a script for Degrassi, the next generation. And in the before times, Charlie Pace lives the good life as the mythical functioning heroin addict. Yeah, what the fuck? His creativity flows and he becomes an uncle, all while serving as caretaker to his spiraling older brother, Liam. Hey, JP, will I see you in heaven? I doubt it. I skipped confirmation to take a shift at the town mart, and then me and my buddy Kyle got drunk in the woods while listening to Billy Joel's Glass Houses and burning an old armchair. It's fire and water here on Lost on Lost. (laughs) That has to be true, right? (laughs) Uh, JP. (laughs) Yeah. We have a guest. Tell me about the guest, Adam. Uh, He's back. He's bad. He's, uh... A third thing. Kevin Heyer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, returning for his third solo episode, his fourth appearance overall. Hello, hello. I contain multitude, according to Busher. I would also like to formally apologize to this podcast for downloading all of my episodes in Norway, where the dollar is crazy good. So, uh, Kevin, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It's um, great to be back. Great seeing you guys. Same to you. Uh, last time you were on was, uh, you, you did a, a double did episode. A two-parter. With, yeah. and, uh, but, yeah. then, but then prior to that, you were back. Uh, in episode 34 of Lost on Lost where we did another Charlie episode. Yep, yep. Um, I, I am now the resident drive shaft expert <laughs> on the podcast. Um, what, what else have I been on this podcast? I think I've been the senior tequila correspondent. Se- uh, te- tequila correspondent. Oh, yep, shit, yep. yeah. Well, uh, okay, yep, uh, yeah. 
So. I, I'm basically the correspondent of everything no one else wants to do. Like, <laughs> I just run in, and I, I just take the bullet for the rest of the Lost on Lost contributors. No. You fortunately didn't have to become our leptospirosis expert, so... Oh, who's that going to be? <laughs> you know what? No, let, let, me, let, let that be a surprise for me. I listen to the show. <laughs> and resident grunge bands that only had one show or one concert yep, expert. <laughs> oh my god, good pull. Well, we are going to talk about Dirt Spigot here in about 42 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Kevin, what have you been watching and or reading and or listening to since uh, since last time you were on? At the time of this recording, the next day, season two of The Bear is going to be coming out. And That's so right. I'm just kind of on my haunches waiting for that. Since then, uh, I watched the final seasons of Succession and Barry uh, simultaneously. And then when both of those ended on the same night, it's basically just been this like void on Sunday nights. Sure. That's basically what I've been up to. Uh, and nice. it's really not a lot just because of uh, ye old writer strike, which I do appreciate that you guys have that little clip that plays at the top of every episode. Hell yeah, that shows yeah. the solidarity. Yeah, we'll be leaving that in there as long as the strike goes on. You guys want to talk about Lost? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do Lost. Fire and Water originally aired on January 25th, 2006. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and was directed by Jack Bender. Adam Kitsis Burstone is an amethyst. Adam Horowitz is also the legal name of Ad-Rock from Beastie Boys, but this That's isn't true. that Horowitz. No and Jack Bender once co-starred in something called Million Dollar Duck. That's it. Hey, for what it's worth, I actually can give you guys something new about uh, Adam Horowitz and Ed Kitsis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I remember listening to an episode that came out a few months ago. Uh, there was a character that had like a UW Wisconsin Badger sweater. Yeah, on. It was oh, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, lo- local sleep paralysis demon <laughs> Ethan. Yes, <laughs> and on the podcast, you guys kept going. Well, why would? Why does this? Why is this random ass sweater in here? I can tell you, those two actually went to UW Madison. That's yeah. why. So there's there's a little nugget of trivia mm-hmm. for you guys. We start in flashback, not the typical way that an episode starts. Um, usually they start in the current, even if it forces the uh, show to do a one second clip of somebody in present day before cutting to a flashback. <laughs> this time they were like, I think they'll be able to handle it. We cut to my fucking Nona's house, man. Picture of Jesus all over the walls. Hey, Grandma, what's <laughs> up with all the pictures of this hippie in your house? <laughs> a couple little uh, little British orphans come trundling down the stairs to Christmas morning presents. They're uh, looking at the stuff around the tree. There's a little box for little Liam. There's another little box for little Liam. Start tearing open the thing. Voltron. Dude, Freddy had that Voltron growing up. I thought it was the sickest shit. Hell yeah. There's a really funny joke from first season of Red vs. Blue. It's like, uh, we could pick up chicks in this thing. And it's like, maybe maybe two chicks apiece. And he's like, what are you going to do with two chicks? And he's like, dude, chicks are like Voltron. The more you hook up, the better it gets. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what and that's what I think of every time I see a Voltron. Wow. <laughs> Sadly, a little Charlie doesn't have any presents. Nope. Um, looks like Santa, Santa Claus maybe forgot about him a little bit. Charlie's like, where's my presents? Liam's just like, mm, I don't know, Voltron people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this fucking sword, bro? Uh, and then mom comes down. Mom's like, uh, hey, Charlie, your presents over here. Actually, this, over here. Yeah. This giant thing. 
<laughs> the other side now of the you room. You couldn't have possibly missed. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I was really hoping that you would rip it back and it would just be like a coal miner's hat and a pack of cigarettes. And it's like, you got to earn your keep in That's the right. family now. But instead, <laughs> it's 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 a piano. Yeah. Oh, okay. see, I had down it was an 1847 rotary printing press. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piano. Uh, yeah. I mean, like Liam just gets like a couple of toys. Charlie gets a whole ass piano that yeah. this working class British family buys for him. Yeah. And I think it really says a lot about Liam that Charlie is the favorite child of the two, which yeah. obviously seeing Liam's douchery, it starts to make a little bit more sense later. Sure, yeah. But in the moment, it's like, I could see why Liam would get a complex over this. It's right, like, exactly. He's like, oh, I'm going to break this fucking Voltron in like a month. Right. Like he's got something that'll last a lifetime. Yeah. You're your special Charlie boy. And Liam's like, the, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get us out of this town, especially your brother Liam right over there. <laughs> Beep boop Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, as somebody who had to lug around both a trombone and a euphonium, <laughs> that's right, ladies, a euphonium for yeah. all of high school. Chicks Listen. form an orderly cue in front of JP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, parents... if he says he had a Voltron, then, like, we Jesus. would need life jackets over here. Anyways, <laughs> parents, get your kids a flute or a clarinet, something they can fit in their backpack. Yeah. That's right. They don't need drums. They don't need pianos. Do yourself a favor. Hey, if you hold a flute at the right angle at the window of your car, it plays itself. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's not a real <laughs> instrument. <laughs> Suck it, flautists. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. It's like, Charlie, here's a piano because you're so talented. And Liam, we got you something special, too. It's a forklift operating license so you can move your brother's piano. Oh, you deadweight motherfucker. He's going to save us all. <laughs> Earn he your keep. Gonna pull some tail with a forklift license. <laughs> yeah, someday you're going to get us all out of here. That is some fucked up shit to say. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Honestly, the coal miner's hat and cigarettes would have been less pressure. Yeah. Fortunately for us, hypothetically, this might not have happened because it turns out this isn't a flashback. <laughs> oh, I, but what's your first indication of that, Adam? Um, we do see the actor playing Liam change from a child to the adult version of Liam, who we've seen before, still in his diaper. So it ends up making sense later, but yeah. in the moment, the first time you're watching it, you cut back to him. He was wearing pajamas right. as a child. So when he's right. in a diaper as an adult, I was immediately like, why the fuck are we like, right. I get he's supposed to be the kid. Like, we don't have to do that. It right. makes more sense later, but right. in the moment, it didn't really right. play. Because then Charlie becomes adult Charlie, becomes dominant, and he's in his pajamas. pajamas right, <laughs> right, right, right. The piano is now on the beach. It's actually kind of a cool shot with the wave. Yep. Fucking, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. washing up and stuff. But then uh, we hear the baby crying, uh, and it sounds like he's trapped in the piano. And so uh, Charlie starts to freak out. He's like trying to get into the piano. It's the panels that would normally open do not open. They can't. Kevin, from your episode, The Moth, when Charlie was stuck in the cave in, and you're like, Help, I'm stuck in a cave in. I'm the basis from Drive Shaft. Um, <laughs> all I could think yeah. of was the same thing like, Help, I'm stuck in a piano. I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. How basis from draft <laughs> uh, the, the piano starts to drift off into the ocean. Well, um, and it should be noted that on Charlie's knuckles, he's got some tape on him, mm -hmm. and on his knuckles, it says fate. Yeah. Just yeah. in case we needed to know this was a metaphor. Whoa. <laughs> he wakes up. The dream is over. He wakes up. He panics. He's like, oh, fuck. You know, it, dreams do mean things. You know, it's our brains attempted ordering the events of our day, and, you know, we consciously 
don't always necessarily know what they mean or whatever. But sometimes they can be prophetic. So he freaks out. He's like, ah, oh, the baby's in trouble. And he runs off to go find Claire and Aaron. And um, yeah. they're with Locke. So he gets over there. And yeah, Claire's just there. And it's like, oh, I need, you know. And then Locke walks into frame. Like, Charlie would have seen him, but we, the audience, didn't see him. Charlie slowly, like, slinks back into the Dude, bushes. The Homer Simpsons <laughs> into the fucking hedges. <laughs> well, JP, that's because he sees the thing that he fears the most, which is a strong male role model for Aaron, the baby. <laughs> and that's the cold open. Lost card wow. comes through. Hooked yet? Because <laughs> there's more. Yeah. <laughs> we come back to the beach. Charlie stops by Claire's house, tent, uh, lean to hovel with some nappies. Hey, I made some nappies today. They're literally just cut up strips of cloth. Like that. I mean, granted, that's what a nappy is, but yeah, like he did one of something. The, yeah, one of them looked like it was made out of a pair of jeans, though. And I gotta tell you, having <laughs> having younger brothers and like having to tend to them when I was you sure. know, a teenager and stuff like that, like that ain't gonna work. <laughs> A denim <laughs> diaper. Uh, good effort, Charlie. But you could have left that one at your place and just brought the other ones. How good would it be to hear Saeed from off frame? Where the fuck are my jeans? <laughs> <laughs> That's all Jack's sleeves. <laughs> I just found all this extra cloth That's in a big pile. That's such a good in-canon explanation. <laughs> yeah, and Claire's like, hey, we're fighting right now because right. Yeah. you fucking lied to me. Mm-hmm. You still had a bunch of heroin and I'm not okay with that. And she doesn't say I'm not okay with it forever. She right. says I just need space, space. right now. Which is right. a completely reasonable ask. She's entirely reasonable this conversation because mm-hmm. Charlie, oh, I just want to go back to before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there is no before. So, yeah, shit. Like right. we, we, she, we were strangers until this plane yeah. crashed. She says yeah. the thing we've made hundreds of jokes about on this show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your possessiveness over her entirely fucking unfounded. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A day after one of the most traumatic events of both of your lives, you formed a crush on her. Right. And that's kind of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Cut to a flashback. Yeah. Charlie is in the hospital looking at a baby. And you can tell this is in Charlie's drug phase because he's wearing sunglasses, really dark sunglasses indoors, Mm -hmm. staring Mm -hmm. at this baby. Uh, But he he does seem pretty genuinely happy, like looking at this baby. Uh, And he's he's greeted by a woman, Karen. We get her name actually promptly, which is nice. And turns out to be Liam's wife, baby mama. Oh yeah, it's Liam's wife, so it would be Charlie's sister-in-law. She's up and about. She's like, I just had a kid. I want to see this kid again. Just delivered, and now she's up, she's walking. We occasionally see her do jumping jacks in the (laughs) shot. (laughs) If it was the American healthcare system, she'd be up and on her way back to work. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. We'll call you a cab. We won't pay for it, but we'll call it for you. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, they discuss how cute the baby is. Baby's name is Megan, after Charlie and Liam's mother. That is very sweet, but at the same time, I at least didn't know that his mom's name was Megan nope. until like the next scene. <laughs> so in that moment where they shared like the steely moment of, of just like, aw. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck yeah, is this like, a big deal? I was like, who's Megan? But uh, Liam's not there. No. no. Charlie has to do some quick covering for him. Like, hey, I was in a cab and I made it to the airport. He was in the van with all the gear. They got yeah. a flat. He missed the flight, but he's on his way. Trust mm-hmm. me, everything's fine. 
fine. Spoiler alert, it's not actually fine. No, it's not. It's definitely not. I I kind of tripped here a little bit because I didn't really understand why he was covering for Liam as much as he was. It, it kind of made me question their relationship. Yeah. At least his relationship with Karen. Yeah. I was like, does he have the hots for Karen or something? He's trying to be present when Liam's not. Like, yeah, he's effectively trying to be the fixer for Liam's life, just in general. Right. Yeah. But at the same point, yeah. why though? It doesn't seem like Liam really deserves it. Cut to the studio. Um, <laughs> there's a cigarette on the piano, which means... Not on uh, Charlie's watch, there's not. Yeah, <laughs> that one, um, somebody's nearby. And two, no one respects Charlie's most prized possession. Yep, Liam's on the couch. He's nodding off because uh, he he shot some horse. Yep. Charlie rustles him up. And yeah. he, dude, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. You got to go to the hospital. You have a daughter. She's yeah. named Megan. Like mom. Oh, and then I retroactively oh. go, oh, okay. I guess that's what uh. so potent for him a little bit ago. <laughs> the thing that Charlie brings up before he mentions the birth of Liam's daughter, however, is that Liam was meant to be cleaning up the apartment. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, like, I completely missed that. You're supposed to be cleaning up. By the way, your daughter was born. And he mentions, oh, don't worry. I left you some drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I left you some. Oh, cool. Thank you. Neat. Because cool. I, I absolutely will be doing heroin once you leave. <laughs> Cut a beach. Kate is helping Sawyer with a little PT. Uh, she, yeah. Sawyer has recently had a minor shoulder injury, uh, and he's got to get that <laughs> range of motion back. Early sitting there just watching because that's the only entertainment he's got. He doesn't have a window with babies, so it's, <laughs> right. he's just got to watch PT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So he starts asking Sawyer some questions about the Tailies and mm-hmm. his time he spent with them, and he's going, mm-hmm. "Hey, did you get to what, what do you know about Libby? She's she seems cool." Yeah, he's and, like. She's yeah. She seems all right. I don't know. Uh, she was she was on Titus for three seasons. Libby Smith played Abley by Century Watros. <laughs> now I think about it, this will be the last time, unless Lost does some crazy no, Lost bullshit. Ahead, go this- ahead and finish that thought. Yeah, this will be the last time that we see Cynthia Watros. You fucking hope. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it is, you know it's not the last time Titus comes up on this podcast. Yeah, watch. <laughs> fucking Titus is going to be in season six. He's going to turn out to be the fucking smoke monster or something. Y- young, God damn it. Uh, young Christian Shepherd is played by Christopher Titus. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sawyer jumps on him and is yeah. like, oh, you got a crush? <laughs> I mean, Sawyer's been trying to fuck Kate since like day two. Yeah. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. get off your fucking high horse there, dude. Right, exactly. Mm. Anna Lucia and, and Jack walk out of the yeah. jungle just talking. Yeah, just talking. Yeah, what are you supposed to do in the jungle together? <laughs> Wander around the jungle and talking, homie, because there's nothing to do. <laughs> We are continuous on the beach. Charlie's fiddling with the guitar. Uh, he hears Aaron crying. He looks around, tries to see where it is, and he realizes that the sound is coming from the ocean. And he's like, hey, the baby, help, whatever. Charlie wants to be so helpful, but when he actually sees a crib with a baby in it, Floating out in the water, the first thing he does is turn his back and look to the islands and say, someone should do something. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, just turn around and dive in. Like, yeah, right? That's his MO, though. That's what he did when What's-Her-Face was drowning. That's true. Uh, yeah. uh, he wasn't a strong swimmer at some point. He mentioned that in the past, so maybe that's why. But even so, dude, don't uh, you can shout and not lose sight of the baby because of those huge waves. It's like you lose sight of the baby, you might not see it again. <laughs> Keep right. an eye on it. So he comes out of the water looking really tan for a heroin addict, by the way. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, he, he walks up with this baby, yep. save the day. Yep. He plonks the fucking crib down <laughs> super hard. Blam. Which I mean, yeah, granted, it was just in the water. But at the same point, I, I don't think that's good right. for the baby. Gentle. Uh, and then he looks toward the beach. And what does he see, Adam? He sees his mother <gasps> and the mother of the baby. Claire? Claire? And they are dressed in the traditional adornment of the guilt-inducing Catholic portraiture of, <laughs> of probably all three of our Midwestern homes growing up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just this image of these women in these long flowing robes and the little the circular disc behind them portraying them as angels. And it's definitely the way that it's shot. It's meant to look like it's a 2D portrait. Right. And it really comes through when the dove flies. Yep. Because it right. casts a shadow. It's actually a pretty good them. effect. I, yeah. I kind of like Honestly, it. yeah. Like, it's not a bad effect. I'm mixed on the metaphor, but at the yeah. same point, yeah. the actual effect I think is really yeah, good. Very, yeah, very, very cool. Um, and then the, the two of them do save the baby's in danger. You need to save. You the gotta baby. save. You gotta save the baby. You gotta mm-hmm. save the baby. You gotta save Wait. the baby. Hurley, dressed as Jesus, walks out of the fucking jungle, <laughs> and I kind of want to get that tattooed on me. <laughs> do it. We'll take some of the coffee money. <laughs> Hurley talking to Charlie wakes him up. Yeah, we go from day to night mm-hmm. in yeah. one cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Charlie's holding the baby. It's yep. nighttime. He's standing near the surf. Yeah, Hurley asks, what are you doing? And it's like, surprise, motherfucker, you Lindenberged that baby <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> you walked cut. into a tent. Deep cut, Kev. You uh, just you, you marched with an infant. And then from inside the camp, we understandably hear the baby's mother flip shit. <laughs> Where's my baby? Uh, freaks out, then causes a minor panic to spread as more people join in with the screaming and the shouting, and then they mm-hmm. all come running. I'm just saying, at the sheer raw number of times that Claire has lost this fucking baby, put a goddamn bell around its toe or something like that. <laughs> like, Jesus. Everyone comes out running. Yeah. And... It's the only time that I actually felt for Charlie this episode. Because if you're in his shoes, you suddenly yeah. wake up. Oh, I apparently kidnapped this baby. The entire right. island comes running. Yeah, what the fuck do you do here? Well, like, there I, really isn't anything you can say to smooth this over. Well, and I wrote that right. down, too. I was like, yeah, like, okay, yes, he did something pretty terror-inducing by kidnapping this baby. But wasn't conscious. Right, he's it. fucking blacking out. Yeah. Like, he's been clean from heroin for X number of days. It's mm. like, so what is the explanation as to his blackouts? Exactly. No one gives a shit. Yeah, so no one cares. Uh, eventually, he hands the child back to right. Claire. He, d- he didn't mean the baby any harm. Of of course not. Yeah, and he, oh, yeah, absolutely he hands not. the baby back without any yeah. flaws. Just like, I'm right, sorry. Right. He says, I'm he, sorry. Yeah, he apologizes. Yeah. He apologizes and he hands the baby back. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. actually am completely fine with Charlie in this scene. Yeah. But then he leans in and goes, but let me tell you about the dream I had. Because, you know, every time I commit a felony, I worm my way out of it by being like, no, it's okay. I had a dream where I had to take all the money out of the bank yeah. and forcibly put it into this burlap sack. <laughs> You mean this burlap sack with the dollar sign painted on exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Claire doesn't like that. She punches him in the fucking face. Yeah. yeah. She gives him, gives him one. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Cut to Hurley and Sawyer playing cards. You're going to have to you- hit. You've only got whatever. But then I'm going to bust. And like, okay, they're explaining to us how to play blackjack for too long. Why? You know, this part is just about 
us talking about Hurley and Libby. So just yeah. move move on to that. Nobody ever has to write a blackjack scene in anything ever because of the scene of Vince Vaughn and John Favreau playing blackjack in Swingers. Swingers. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> because that is the best blackjack scene that's ever been in a movie. And you're never going to be able to replicate or top it. The two yeah. of them just quietly arguing. I've only got to judge him to double down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. The Austin Powers one where he busts and keeps, <laughs> keeps taking I cards is pretty good. I too love to Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, okay, that's fair. That's, that was that's pretty the difference too. between Adam and I right there. <laughs> <laughs> Libby is getting ready to do some wash. She's collecting her uh, dirty clothes, and mm. she's going to make her way over to the hatch. If we don't know... We find out here there's a washer and dryer in the hatch. You can go wash some clothes. This is the worst thing Sawyer has ever said. We're talking about the load, right? Yeah. Yep. I am honestly actually a little stunned that that, that made it. That that made right? it. Yeah. I could hear their standards and practices team screaming from all the way back in 2006. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder if they did that thing where they, they wrote something horrible into the episode and the standards and practice guy got stuck on that. And he's like, you've got to cut this scene where Saeed's just like giving Walt a swirly and giggling. Like, you've got to <laughs> cut that. That's horrible. And they're like, no problem. We'll cut it. And then they get the script. Back. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't see the load joke. <laughs> we got to... Why is Echo shouting uh, about uh, Jet Fuel being unable to melt steel beams in this scene? It seems kind of out of place. Can you cut that? Absolutely. The low joke stays. The low joke stays. That's the name of the episode, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kitsis, do you have that, that rewrite I asked for where fucking Froger talks about how the Holocaust was exaggerated? I'm almost done. Guys, why is the script 25 pages over? Well, we have this bit where Sun talks a lot about Israel and Palestine. <laughs> I don't think this is going to make it. So it's just like, hey, Libby, check it out. And he like goes into his tent. Yeah. As though as though anybody, Libby included, would mistake Sawyer's voice for her. Right, right. Yeah. And then despite the fact that Sawyer's incredibly gross, um, he is, I mean, he's gassing Hurley up a little bit, but he's like, come on, bro, you, like, your chances not, or what does he say? I'm waiting for my moment. He goes, your moment's now. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind yeah. of like if, yeah, if this was a Fonzie moment where it's like, hey, I'm going to help you out here, kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. In isolation, I'd be like, good for Sawyer. But you can also understand why Hurley might not have a lot of confidence because you fucking called him Jabba the last like, time right. this came up. Right. Yeah. Like fucking 20 minutes ago, probably. It, <laughs> um, cut to the hatch. Charlie uh, comes looking for John Locke. Um, yeah. John Locke comes out of the hatch and he's like, hey, John, uh, Locke's not necessarily happy to see him either. There's some sort of weirdness going on with the two of them. He's like, what can I do for you, Charlie? Like, get to your fucking point or whatever. Well, because at this point, he has accidentally baby napped. Yeah, regardless of the history. Yeah. Like, he did yeah. some weird shit today. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He could be using this opportunity to ask for help for himself. Right. Plus, hey, I know you know what happened. You saw me kidnap the baby. Everybody did. I'm blacking out something's wrong and I need help mm. to figure right. out what's wrong. Right, but right, right, it, right. But instead here, he's like, can you tell Claire that, hey, I'm actually okay, despite the fact that I'm fucking blacking out and shit. And kidnapping children. Right, yeah. yeah. He starts that line of dialogue and it's so, it's so rocks out. He's like, Kate sees a horse. Nothing. Fucking, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everyone around here seeing Walt, you know, and I see something and it must be drugs. I'm like, Charlie, you're so close. You're fucking right there. And he's like, but can you go talk to Claire for me? And 
was like, no. Well, and that's and that's the thing too is it just seems like he lacks self awareness because he is exactly right. Yeah, everyone yeah. else sees weird shit all the time, but mm-hmm. when he sees something, it must be the drugs. Right. And it's like, right. if you had a little bit of self awareness, you would be able to understand. Oh fuck, right. I did kind of put myself in this hole. Right. So that's yeah. So he should be approaching and being like, I do not remember grabbing that kid. I am blacking out. And knowing Locke, he would be like, I'm. I will gladly help you out. He'll hit him with the fucking butt of his knife and then tie <laughs> him up. Yeah. And then there you go. Yeah. Like, problem solved. Yeah, exactly. Locke has a thing here, which is kind of the crux of it. Trust is a hard thing to win back. Yes. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's right. And especially for addicts, trust is a hard thing to win back, especially mm-hmm. if you uh, you overstep boundaries, burn bridges, all that stuff like that. Like, it, it doesn't, none of, none of that stuff gets repaired overnight. Charlie does not understand that. Charlie's oh, just kind of no. like, oh, fuck you, Locke. Right. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, now we go to another flashback. This yeah. is another yeah. flashback. Yep. Drive shaft the commercial. Yeah, this is where uh, it's it's an advertisement for a I think just specifically diapers, yeah, a, a, yeah. a brand of diaper yes. called But Buddies, B U T T I E S, But Buddies gets us in her OS. You do. And did you see that low joke they got in here? Yeah. Anyway, uh, they, but that's where the diaper comes from, from at the earlier. very beginning. Right, exactly. And in that moment, you go, "Oh, okay." But also, that really doesn't work in the moment. No. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Liam is really dragging. He is yeah. not doing well. They're on take 53. <laughs> Honestly, man, if you're on take 53 and you're a director, at that Ugh. point, you just need to adjust the fucking scene. Correct. You're wasting everyone's time. They're trying to do this dance. They're all in their thing. They're doing a dance to their big hit, you all, everybody, replacing yeah. Buddy with Butties, the diaper ah. brand. Neat. The other two guys, other than Charlie and Liam, seem to be actually kind of enjoying themselves. Yeah, like um, they, they got the shit fun. down. But at the same point, they seem to have absolutely no opinion about their lead singer just high as a fucking kite next yeah. to them. They too have had to do 50 plus takes. Right. How do they feel about this? And they're also drug addicts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, they're drug addicts and they're fucking killing the choreography. <laughs> so yeah, they're doing the dance and Liam has no handle on it. He falls over. He falls out of the crib. They cut. The the, uh, the director loses it. He's like, fuck this. We're wrapped. And it's like, okay, so instead of somehow finding a way to shoot around him 20 takes ago, you're just going to bag the whole thing? That's a more colossal waste of money, you fucking dork. Yeah. Marches off set toward his trailer. Charlie chases him after him. Hey man, come on, we need this. The director's like, well, I only hired you as a favor to your lawyer. I right. wanted dirt spigot. <laughs> Kevin, when was the last time you saw a dirt spigot and where were they? Uh, let's see, last time I saw dirt spigot, they were playing at a festival in Daytona Beach. They did come on stage wearing diapers as a throwback yeah. to <laughs> their famous diaper commercial that they did yeah, back yeah, yeah. in 2006. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty neat. It was pretty so, good. They get fired, and yeah, Liam, he can't even put his robe on. That's how fucked up he is. Yeah. Uh, cut to the hatch. Uh, Hurley and Libby are doing some laundry. Uh, yeah. This shit is just adorable. She can kind of tell that, you know, there's a reason he wants to do laundry with Libby. And she's kind of like, eh, she's kind of digging it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about like an outfit. Oh, you think I could pull this off? And he's he's so dumbfounded. Right. And she's like, the answer's yes. You, right. You, think, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. that's all that happens in that yeah. scene. They yeah. Yeah. Libby, Libby's, do doing, Libby's doing the heavy working. The heavy lifting yeah. and the flirting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cut to the yeah. jungle. Charlie is meeting with Echo. Echo's marking trees. Uh, he's marking trees because he's going to build a church. We also know that. Again, we don't know why. Uh, whatever. Go ahead and build shit. Just useful shit. <laughs> 
Right. Charlie wants help. This is this is him sort of like seeking out. Well, I don't know. Does he want help? He wants somebody to listen to him. Yeah. Yes. He wants yeah. someone to listen to him, and he effectively he wants help, but just in furthering his own aims. Right. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. not. He doesn't want the macro help of what do I really need right now? And it's like right. Clearly, right, right, a weighted right. fucking blanket when you sleep. It's, <laughs> he's looking for the help of how can I get Claire back. How, yeah, yeah, how can I get Claire back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He describes his dream to Echo and Echo determines that this means that the baby needs to be baptized. Um, yeah. That's mm-hmm. how he's going to save the baby. I mean, I've had plenty of times that I've blacked out and almost every time when I come to, I'm mid-baptizing a baby. <laughs> At this point, it became really clear to me from the episode's perspective, we've had zero non-Charlie external conflict involving that baby. There has yeah. never been a point where I, as an audience member, think Charlie has a point, because I've never actually seen the baby in danger. Just right, sure. hanging out on the beach. Yeah. Like, anytime the baby is in danger, it's because Charlie's fucking kidnapping it. Yeah. On top of that, in this episode, we don't get any information as to whether these visions that Charlie's having are weird drug-induced flashbacks. Is this something the island's telling him to do? Is this some sort of evil force? Is it a good force? And we don't get any answers about that right. in the first three seasons of this show. This is just right. a one-off. Charlie had some weird visions. That's it. So we don't know. Is he in danger? Is he trying to help? It doesn't matter because outside of this episode, none of these actions fucking matter. He doesn't even have recurring blackouts in other right. episodes after mm-hmm. this episode. We've seen right. Charlie episodes that come after this and his blacking out's not a problem anymore. Charlie takes uh, uh, Echo's advice to heart and rushes off to the beach to <laughs> talk to Claire about baptizing her <laughs> child. As Echo's marking trees like, that wasn't entirely what I was trying to go to. Okay. It's like, he's got the, he's got the spirit and that's, uh, we like that. <laughs> he freaks out. This is, oh, Echo told me he's got to baptize. Let's do it right now. I'm freaking out, freaking out. Yeah, uh, that's the way to get people to listen to you is manic yelling. Right, have another freak out in front of everybody. Locke watches on with this dope shot of the camera rotating around. It's a very good shot. In JP, just because we don't on that focus puller for so much of Brock? the early days. Richard Brock! <laughs> How did Richard do with that shot? I mean, your dolly track wasn't level. You were getting a lot of fucking vibration in that beach. <laughs> Not enough cribbing. Not enough cribbing. I wanted one positive thing said about... <laughs> I mean, poor Richard. I mean, that's that's the grip department. We are haunting this poor man. Okay. <laughs> we cut to Jack and Ana Lucia building a tent. This is uh, just more like, hey, Kate's cute. Are you fucking her? I absolutely also, could if I wanted to, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And, and she says she's hot. You're hot. Polar bears are hot. Survivors being picked off one by one through unexplained circumstances is hot. Hatches are hot. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all it's all very, very hot. <laughs> I zoned out so much during this conversation. I was like, wait, how many days have the Tailies been with them and they still don't have tarps built? This scene is pointless. Um, <laughs> yep, moving on. Cut to the jungle. Charlie stops out to check on his stash. This is a very quick cut here because then we cut into flashback. Charlie's apartment. Charlie's apartment is kind of dope. It's very nice. It's it's kind of a cool like rock star bachelor thing. It's got like a lot of cool decor. It's like whatever. I'd crash there. Yeah. I'd go ruin my life there with heroin. Yeah, sure. Uh, Liam comes uh, comes in. Oh, Charlie's plunking away at the piano. He's trying to write tune. He's feeling it. Whatever. Um, And yeah, Liam comes 
comes in. He's like, hey, man, my, my old lady kicked me out. And Charlie's like, why? What happened? Oh, my God, what happened? But the thing he does when he <laughs> finds out about this is he goes and immediately grabs him a beer. Yeah. Oh, you you were stoned on heroin and you dropped your daughter? Do you want to have a beer and talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know drinking culture is prevalent. That's how like some people are like, oh, yeah, that's just how you cope with things. Yo, if you got a brother that's a heroin addict and you're trying to get him clean, don't fucking hand him drugs. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to calm you down. Let's give you a fucking drink. <laughs> I'm going oh. through a crisis. Okay, and then he just shoots him with a trank gun. Like. <laughs> what you need is 72 straight hours of sleep, and then everything will be all right. <laughs> God. We do get the news as to why Karen kicked him out, yeah. and it's because... When I point at you, you talk to you. If you do your joke about dropping a baby. Oh, because he dropped the baby. I know you're pointing at me. Sorry. I love how even though we all have visual sight on Not each helping. other, and I'm clearly like looking at JP and I'm waggling my eyebrows like, okay, that thing that you wanted to say, we're all still just so like, uh. I'm chalking it up to the episode, personally. It's like we're all kind of in the space of just, eh, it's... In the, yeah. in the immortal words of our, of our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, referring to why not all of his children love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Charlie is like, okay, well, if the beer doesn't help you, uh, I'm writing a new song, and I'm sure that'll make you feel much better. <laughs> you love their first hit single, You All, Everybody. Now here comes Drive Shaft's number two single, Funny Now. I think it would have been great if he plays this song and he looks over at Liam all excited and, you know, they both have like that wonder, that creative spark flies back into their eyes. And then Charlie, not breaking that, just looks at him and goes, Drain already said no to it. <laughs> Cut, to, Cut the to the jungle. Yep. Uh, yeah. Locke catches Charlie uh, eyeballing the stash of heroin, mm -hmm. uh, which is a shitload of heroin. Again, we've talked about this yeah. a little bit in the past. Like each one of those Virgin Mary statues has like two or three big bags of heroin in there, and he's got like 10 of these statues. So he's got like a shitload of heroin. <laughs> It's, right. it's retirement money, heroin. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Charlie's like, no, 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 you you got it all wrong. I'm here to destroy him. And Locke's like, no, no, you were here to get your drugs. You already fucking lied about whether or not these were here already. Right. So right. You're I don't clearly not you. able to make the right decision. So I'm going to make the right decision for you. I'm taking the drug. Fucking Charlie grabs his arm and says, wait, wait. The look that Locke gives Charlie is so yeah. good. That look of just, I could fucking end you, right. man. Yep. Don't do this. I brought so many knives that I was able to pick a favorite and have some <laughs> left over for the other children. <laughs> Get your right. goddamn dick beater off my arm before I break it off. <laughs> Locke has a good line here. You've lost the right to be believed. Consequences of being an addict and having addict behavior. It goes yeah. hand in hand with trust is hard to win back. Uh, we cut back to the beach. Claire comes up to Locke as he returns to the beach to refill his water bottle. She asks if she can stay at the hatch. Locke's like, beyond the fact that the hatch is weird and esoteric and his, and he's all weird and possessive about it, he's like, there's a loud alarm that goes off. A baby will not be able to sleep through it. And Every adult 90 minutes, yeah. yeah. 
An adult can't sleep through it. No, fuck that. You pre-type in all the numbers, the alarm goes off once, and you hit enter. Right back to sleep. You're fine. (laughs) You'd figure they'd be able to set up, like, one of, like, those uh, water drinking birds. The drinking bird? Yeah, the drinking (laughs) bird. Aren't you supposed to be at work? I got somebody to cover for. (laughs) (laughs) We have a few engineers on the island. I think they can figure out a way to get that fucker to peck that enter every 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Claire asks Locke about baptism, what Mm. what baptism is like. She is thinking about what Charlie said. Locke has a marginal understanding of baptism and what it's supposed to be like and blah, blah, blah. Spiritual insurance, yeah, yeah. Cut to the jungle at night. Charlie's starting a fire. Sith Lord Charlie. He's got the hood back up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep, 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 yep. Evil Charlie. <laughs> uh, so there's a fire. A CGI fire, yeah, mind yeah, you. Yeah. Looks better than the shot of him looking at the heroin, despite the fact that it is very clearly a CGI. I fire. don't know, does it? Because it looks like fire.gif. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he starts the fire and then like heads back to the beach. Just like real nonchalant. Uh, he walks by Saeed and Saeed's like, hey, can you help me with this real quick? And he's like, no, I'm escaping. Right. <laughs> no, I'm doing junky things. <laughs> Now's not a good time. Every time's a good time, homie. There's nothing to do. <laughs> it's late at night. Saeed's still working on projects. Right. The man just doesn't stop. That's mm-hmm. right. Relentless. Saeed spots the fire. It's going to burn right through the camp. They, yeah, they got to put it out. They make a bucket yeah. brigade. You know, Saeed's like, cut a fire break, you know, get the water, get sand, you get all this shit. We'll put the fire out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A while and everybody's distracted. Charlie stalks over to Claire's tent, uh, steals the baby. Well, not at that point. He's just looking at the baby. He's preparing to steal a baby. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think the last shot we get is him twirling yeah, his mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we cut to a flashback. Charlie comes home. His piano is gone. Oh, no. This is the only time I felt anything in this episode. Yeah. Okay, great. Your brother wants to go to rehab, but he sold your piano, the thing your mother gave you, like your one and only truly prized possession. He sold that for money to go to rehab in Australia. Australia. As if there isn't any rehab clinics in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a genuinely shitty thing for him to go through. It's so bad. I feel like if this was the moment, because we see Charlie getting hooked on heroin in season one, mm-hmm. and it's basically right. just his brother being like, do it, pussy. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. And then that's how he starts heroin. I think for me, if this had been the scene that led Charlie, like he chases him out and then like uh, he goes back up to that apartment, slunks down and sees heroin. It's like, dude, after that, I'd be surprised if you didn't shoot heroin. You know, like this would be the moment where I would be like, I can empathize with why Charlie became an addict. Yeah. But because this is well past all of that Mm -hmm. shit right now, it's just like. Dude, you've had every indication that your brother sucked. <laughs> you you needed to cut this guy loose so many times right. at this right. point. Right. So, right. But I do. I do feel for him in this moment. Yeah. Like, that is a shitty thing to go through. Yeah. Liam says, I've got to do this for my family. You know, blah, 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 blah. Charlie says, what about my family? He's been covering for his piece of shit brother. This whole time. <sighs> his brother fucking just hangs him out to dry. Real lame and real shitty addict behavior. Come back to the beach, still nighttime. Char- this is where Charlie steals the baby. Oh, yeah. Consciously stealing the baby. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> We've seen it referenced in the past. We've heard Charlie being called the baby stealer, baby kidnapper, etc., etc., etc. Here it's it is. just as underwhelming as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs the baby. Gonna perform one of them good old night baptisms in the ocean. You know, like you do. Totally safe. Totally fine. Because <laughs> he couldn't have just brought a bottle of water and just been like, Power in the Christ. name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, <laughs> yeah. and then just ran back into the fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's an excellent point. High five a bottle of Aquafina, <laughs> yeah. pour it on a baby, and you're done. You save that baby. Yeah. But no, no, no. He's like, I gotta do this in salt water. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's the traditional way a baptism is performed at night in the ocean with the mother chasing you screaming. Yeah, it's a big freak out. Apparently, I gotta think some people stay and fight the fire while some people come over and try to thwart. Them. I I did write fire's done. I guess <laughs> like because everybody fucking comes out. Yeah, way too many people. Can't out. That fireman, you got Scott, Steve, Froger, Arts, you got the fucking A team. I was gonna say, did, did you say Froger? <laughs> Froger, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Neil Froger. <laughs> oh. Neil Froger. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe like Locke and the other NPCs got over there and they're like, oh, Saeed and his crew forgot this, actually. We, we don't need all 40 of us to deal with that. Saeed's got this well in hand. And in fact, the three people that are helping Saeed are actually getting in his way a little. <laughs> yeah. Saeed started to put the fire out with those people, but honestly... They were just kind of getting in his way, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Locke comes over to save the day, hands the baby off. Charlie's like, come on, Echo, you even said we should do this. And Echo's like, sir, <laughs> not. Like, like, whoa, 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 don't bring me into this shit. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. If there was ever... Yeah, I mean, like, we've already gotten one Homer Simpson back into the... <laughs> Shrubbery <laughs> gif. Echo. I feel like that should echo should have also been like Nabra and then just You said we had to do you, you, you said we had to do this. That's what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> he hands over the baby after it's pretty clear that literally nobody's on his side. And he's like, hey, I, I wasn't going to hurt the baby. And Claire's like, you're not hurting the baby. You're fucking hurting, you're hurting me. me. This yeah. is insane. Right. And I said this at the beginning of the episode. This isn't about you and me and the baby. This is about you. Right. Yeah. Give me space. Go do your thing. Charlie pulls his possessive bullshit yeah. and Locke says, yeah, but she's nothing to you. Right. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He snaps at him at Locke. You're not his father. You're not his whatever. And Locke's like, neither are you, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Locke gives him an ass beating. <laughs> Just knocks the fucking sonic rings out of him, dude. Like... <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> just three times, r some real solid haymakers. Yeah. We've seen Charlie be able to take a punch in the past or in the future. I don't remember how this podcast works. We've seen him get punched <laughs> and then just be like... <laughs> You hit like a you you hit like a ponce. Whoever hit him was he high on heroin at the time? Though? That's a good question. And yeah, that's yeah. that's that leaves him bleeding in the surf. Bleeding in the surf, and then I have to assume they called cut, and the AD was like, "Okay, time to start our one of fifty-five insert shots of people shaking Holy their head and piss. walking away." <laughs> yeah, I did not yeah. need Kate to shake her head and walk away. She has been like a non-event in this episode. Why do I need a close-up of her? She has been a non-event in this show. Oh, fair. That's fair. I was really like at that point you just have to have fun with it and like Echo shakes his head turns away and then it's like Polar Bear shakes its head yeah. turns away <laughs> and then you get like Scott and Steve yeah. but then it's like one smoke. of them's nodding like yeah. and then <laughs> Scott like oh no dude you shake your head oh, my bad and they do both and shake their head <laughs> Smoke monster kind of skitters a little bit yep. and then just floats back. Yep. Hurley bird just kind of like perched on, on a tree, just like knowingly. <laughs> Hurley. Ethan's in the tree line, scoffing at him. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what was, was that Ethan? The blown up remains of Arnst in the trees, just like shaking its oh, head. Really? <laughs> the, the one that's supposed to hurt the most is Hurley. Hurley's right. never on anybody's bad side, and yeah. Hurley's on every. Uh, Hurley's always got everybody's back, and he even 
and shakes his head at his buddy Charlie. Yeah. 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 So that's the one that's supposed to hurt, I guess. But yeah, everybody, it's like, okay, fucking pile on. Let's do it. Uh, cut to the uh, morning. God, this show is still fucking going on. Charlie's on the brooding beach. Uh, adjacent, to, adjacent to the <laughs> crying tree and the pouting patch and uh, <laughs> pouting pond. Oh, the pouting pond. Yeah, uh, I gotta assume right by the graveyard as well. <laughs> Jack comes over. He needs stitches. Yeah. Do his doctor like thing. Only, yeah, the only time I've really seen Jack actually take the Hippocratic oath seriously. It's like this is a fucking baby kidnapper, but goddamn it, he needs stitches. He All need, right, he does need stitches. Jack is like, okay, dude, you can't. Like, I gotta know you can't do this. You're, you're other. You're not going to do something like this again. And they have sort of like a back and forth. It's like, why? Well, I didn't even want to do it in the first place, but nobody will let me baptize the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Charlie does look at him right at the top of the scene and he says, I just need you to know I started the fire. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I might not be a big island doctor, but no fucking kidding, dude. <laughs> yeah. I saw Saeed. We were having breakfast together and he's like, hey, I saw Charlie running away from the fire last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that shortly before he kidnapped Aaron again? Now that you yeah. mention it, those things did what? happen pretty close together. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Wait, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> uh, we cut over to Echo. He's inspecting the burn, the scar uh, from the fire. Uh, yeah. He's like, fuck my favorite tree. <laughs> oh, no. I, I liked all those. <laughs> Daisy. Claire <laughs> <laughs> comes wandering up. Hey, uh, you were supposed to be a priest, right? Or something. Uh, should my baby be baptized or something? Locke did a piss poor job of explaining it to me. Can you tell me if this is something worth doing? And Echo's like, yeah, it's all fucking meaningless anyway. It's just it's just superstition and ritual. We can do whatever you want. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Then we get this whole recruitment video for the fucking Roman Catholic Church <laughs> where Claire's like, oh, baptism sounds so good. And Echo's like, yeah, let's fucking do this. And now we get all the fucking sexy slow motion glory shots of fucking Aaron being baptized. And we're like, yeah, this is fucking cool, man. Yeah, and and this is yeah. inner inner cut with Locke at the hatch, changing the combination to the armory door, yeah, and stashing the remaining heroin in there. Lost. <laughs> we, there's another scene. Cut to the beach at night. Charlie stares at oh, that's right. the fucking fire and puts his hood up. Yep, yep. God damn it. Yep. Tonight's a night. I fell for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the lyrics. Oh, what if, what if like the ending theme song is "I Want You to Want Me" by Trick, <laughs> and it's the live version? So I want you, you to, to want, want me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good song. Truly. Yeah. Guys, we did it. Holy fuck. Did we like it? Was it good? Occasionally we tip our hands. We've talked about this in the past. <sighs> mm. Kevin, huh? kick it off. Did we like it? Was it good? If I was Mr. Echo, I would not be marking this episode. <laughs> uh, I think fuck probably yeah. the cleanest way I can put it. Listen, so... Uh, I always try to give a lot of leeway because I understand that making television is incredibly hard. Sure. I walked in and I looked at you, Adam, and I went, who has to do the recap of this? And you're like, <laughs> I do. And I felt so bad for you because there's no A-plot in no. this. There's nothing happening no. on nope. the actual island. Yeah. 
And nope. it you have to really buy into Charlie's conundrum, and I just don't think it's there. Sure. So, yeah, yeah I unfortunately, I have to give this a nay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. JP, thoughts? Kevin, the only thing hard about writing television is my dick, okay? <laughs> writing television's easy. You need characters that people give a shit about. You mm. need fucking stakes, mm. right? You need conflict yeah. and growth. Yeah. That's it. This episode did none of that shit. This episode sucked. This bad episode. Did not like it. Was not good. Full stop. Adam. You take the moth and you take (laughs) fire and water. You cut them together. You take the A plot from the moth... Mm-hmm. Them get Jack Ooh. and Charlie getting trapped in the cave. That's a good insight. You take yeah, the flashbacks yeah. from this episode, which again had they resulted in Charlie turning to heroin to yes. ease his trauma. Yeah, that's an interesting episode. You have stakes on the island. Some sort of event has happened. You have character development in the past. Oh, I like that. If Topher Grace listens, if Topher Grace is one of the <laughs> ten thousand downloads, buddy, we have an idea for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Barring that. No, this episode doesn't have an A plot. Nope. The stakes are in, it's all manufactured. It's all mm-hmm. fake. It's all, yeah. And then in the end, the, the fucking flashback's about Liam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, yeah, yeah you're in, right. a, in a Charlie-centric episode, we get a flashback to Liam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. The protagonist is just the person who is forwarding the story. It's not necessarily yeah. the hero. You're completely right, Adam. He Liam is the protagonist in those flashbacks because he's the one that is effectively making any change within that stuff. Yeah. And it's it is effectively just Charlie doting after him. And like you said too, also had this happened earlier. Make mm-hmm. it Charlie's first or second centric flashback. Because yeah. then maybe, just maybe, we go through the first three seasons and we just like him better. There you go. Ugh. Big no. Big no for fire plus water. <laughs> We're really more wind and earth guys. <laughs> oh man, but we still we still got to find a little nugget of gold in this one. We still mm. got to find an MVP. We still got to award somebody this nice heroin-filled statue. Kevin, why don't you start us off with who is your lost MVP? Honestly, I'm going to go with Claire. I mean, she is the one character where every single decision she makes throughout this makes sense uh maybe not necessarily being like well all right i'll get him baptized like i i don't necessarily (laughs) know if that comes fully motivated at least in the episodes that i've watched uh in living vicariously through you guys in terms of rewatching. this seems like the episode where i can look at claire and be like yeah everything you're saying makes a lot of sense right now man i I feel for her i'm like low-key nodding as she's given charlie a knuckle sandwich Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i i would have to give it to claire personally jp what do you think jesus hurley Nice. Our Lord and Savior. Yeah, no, I the only two points of the episode that I enjoyed was Hurley as Jesus or, or Jesus as Hurley, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and when Hurley and Libby were talking, sure. everything else I was just it was a fucking chore. Adam? I, I think I just give it to regular Hurley. You know, he he can't force his C plot into an A plot, but he's doing something. He's trying to advance yeah. his relationship with Libby. He's a character I care about yep. and, and their stakes. And I, yeah, and I care <laughs> about whether or not, you know, the two of them get together, if the two of them get to know each other better. I care about what is happening with that relationship right. here, mm-hmm. in the, here in what is supposed to be a character show. The other half, lost forever. Yep. Two sides of every coin. A bunch of people are out here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hacking it up. Who's who's king slash queen hack of Lost Island? 
Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go for the collateral here and say all of Drive Shaft. Because <laughs> then that way, it's, I get Charlie, because yeah, yep. Charlie's done goofing this entire episode. I get Liam, because outside of the little harmony he does while Charlie's sitting at the piano, I have like no idea why he's apparently so important that you can't just kick this motherfucker out of the band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, he sold the piano. Genuinely dick move. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other two members of Drive Shaft who go unnamed and with no speaking lines. Man, you guys like have no opinion about what's going on here between like the two brothers right. in the band like have some sort of backbone uh, like voice voice something here if you're not going to get yeah. him help at least get this motherfucker to make his way through this commercial i just all of drive shaft fuck him i just looked it up drive shaft charlie pace bass guitar backing vocals main songwriter other members liam pace lead vocals a gentleman named roderick on guitar and uh-huh. a guy named drive shaft drummer if i'm pronouncing that right <laughs> on drums <laughs> One of them does literally go unnamed. <laughs> nice. I like it. Drive shaft the band, all members. JP. Charlie. Charlie. Remarks complete. <laughs> Adam. Fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah, Charlie doesn't do anything to help himself. However, I do think that there's a bigger failure here uh, on the part of uh, Jack, Locke, Claire, Kate, Sawyer, Hurley, people that are supposed to care about him, whether or not they're his friends or not. Charlie's an addict. Mm. Addicts generally don't get clean on their own. Charlie never got the support that an addict needed. Not that they necessarily owed it to him, but again, if these people cared about him, they might have got to him before any of this shit happened and helped him. Jack is a medical professional. Locke as de facto one of the leaders of the community. Claire as somebody who, until he starts to misbehave, purports to care about him. Kate, Hurley, his best friend. Charlie is drowning in this episode. This is the first time that I cared that he was drowning and nobody did anything to help him. Charlie's a real person under all that shit and... Mm -hmm. Fuck, man! If he if he could if we would have got some help along the way, maybe uh, maybe we wouldn't have had to fucking watch him kidnap a baby <laughs> twice. <laughs> so yeah, consciously once, but twice. So yeah, the survivors at large, his community, not looking out for him. I guess I'm gonna argue that the only one who gets a pass is Jin because he's always fishing for the community. <laughs> That's true. As speaking well, as an addict myself, you know, watching watching addict struggle. It, it, it is a little bit heartbreaking. Uh, but oh, the, the thing that sucks about this is it wasn't heartbreaking in the way that watching Only the Brave was heartbreaking. <laughs> it was heartbreaking because it's like this is being so poorly done and this episode just a fucking drag. Yes, yeah, exactly. At least he's in a bad mood with John Locke for next episode, The Long Con. And Sawyer has a sidekick to pull off the big long con. Maybe they were like, we need Charlie to morph into Sith Charlie for The Long Con. <laughs> so let's Let's do fire plus water. <laughs> Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Thank you hey. so much. Hey, thanks for yeah. having me, guys. I'm I'm happy that I got to be here <laughs> with you guys for this one. <laughs> Are you? Why? Uh, listen, you you build camaraderie through hard times, and if what is fire and water if not just a hard time? Oh shit! Are we trauma bonded? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you got any pluggables these days, Kevin? Just listen to the top of this episode if the WGA strike is still going on and follow up on those links that Adam and JP so mm-hmm. beautifully posted at the top. Uh, again, really appreciate that you guys are supporting the strike. Yeah, I mean, you're a writer yourself. Been into the industry for several years. and uh... Yeah, it's the only reason why I'm like somewhat tan right now. It's because like, I've been out striking. Right. Normally, I am Picketing, just, yeah. I am a ghost. Yeah. You've, been, you've been doing picket lines? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been... T- 
to Paramount uh, when Weezer showed up. Uh, I left 20 minutes before Weezer showed up. Uh, nice. Was That's the perfect way to see Weezer. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been to Paramount. I've been to Warner Brothers. And uh, let's see. I was at Netflix. I've like uh, Universal was another one. Nice. But yeah, it's like I've just kind of been basically trying to collect all the studios like they're Pokemon. Right. Um, yeah. Nice. And nice. I've always made it a point anytime I see like a Toyota or a Mazda trying to get in and out of the lot i'm like that's a pa we let them through like <laughs> that person's just trying to make rent money when i yeah. see a tesla or a mercedes yeah. trying to get in i'm like say, i'm gonna a, give it one more series, pass on yeah. the sidewalk <laughs> yeah one more pass on the sidewalk but but yeah ultimately it's like it is just about us being able to come together and bond together right. and try to get conditions that are better for writers right. I understand the irony in saying support your writers after we watched Fire and Water, which is not necessarily a great ad. But trust me, as I said, writing 22 episodes of television, there's a lot going on. Like, we know that Kitsis and Hurowitz have talent. Right. We know that, like, the writers of Lost have talent. Yeah. Just because you miss doesn't mean you don't deserve <laughs> residuals, for God's right. sake. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, WGA and uh, just striking and protesting, I guess, is what I'm plugging. Hell right yeah. Those are all really good things. Uh, we stand in solidarity with labor movements, all three of us do. Um, yes. You can't make TV without a script. It's true. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And if all else fails, remember you can fit almost a pound of tannerite in the dust collector of your Roomba. <laughs> uh, next time, we are watching... Oh, man. Adam, unreal. we did it. It's unreal. I honestly got... can't believe we're doing it. Wait, is this the last episode of your first half of the... Our next one. Yes. This oh, the, your next one this, is. This oh, is the, shit. You're okay. our penultimate, penultimate. guest, okay. guest of yes. Oh, God. Congrats, guys. Holy shit. Through the looking glass... Season 3, episodes 22 and 23. Starring Jack. Look, say what you will about Jack. Say what you will about the first three seasons of Lost. I am so fucking stoked to watch these last two episodes because I love doing this show, but the season 3 finale of Lost fucking rips. I'm looking forward to it. And we'll see if my opinion about it stands. <laughs> Well, in two weeks when we watch it. Going to be a fucking barn burner, folks. And I just want to say thank you to our audience for 10,000 downloads. I mean, that, you know, yeah. those aren't huge numbers, but that's that's a, that's that's five digits. I mean, shit. More than we ever expected for this stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we appreciate y'all tuning in and you know laughing along with us. <laughs> well, hey, thank y'all for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on on the show? <laughs> no. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 